Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Time now for the Yahoo Sports College Podcast with Dan Wetzel. Well, they often call college football a religion. Well, the good Lord is testing us. (laughs) (laughs) This is some Leviticus going on right now. Pete Thamel. That would be like basically buying typewriter stock in, you know, 2010. All right, when Nebraska came. All right. And SI's Pat Forty. Welcome to the Lou Holtz Show. Unfortunately, I'm Lou Holtz. (laughs) (laughs) And here's Dan. All right, welcome to the pod, uh, emergency pod. It is Tuesday night after a wild, woolly, and depressing uh, twist and turn day. In college football. What an absolutely batch sport this is. <laughs> <laughs> There's no other way to put it. I'm sorry. It's perfect. I yeah. think I said to Pete earlier when we were talking today, like the NFC North does not fight with the AFC South <laughs> and say, I'm going it alone, you pansies. <laughs> What in the God's name is this? <laughs> what? what? It's you know, the perfect encapsulation uh, of the whole sport. Well, you know? they often call college football a religion. Well, the good Lord is testing us. <laughs> this is some Leviticus <laughs> going on right now. <laughs> Oh, goodness. I had a great, uh, I was talking to a longtime uh, college football official this week, and he had a great line. He was like, Explain to the alien who comes to Earth college football right now. Just like, try to do that. Like, just try to say, like, try to, like, everything, like, everything, like, where they are right now. Yeah, four leagues are gone, and like, Two are staying in one spot. Like, 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 it's impossible. The fifty-three of the hundred thirty have have kicked it down the road. There's different <laughs> rules. There's different testing during pandemics. It's just completely, completely sideways. You like, know that the, an, an alien... right now it all makes sense, but <laughs> there's no way you can ever like if somebody came over from Great Britain and was like, "How does your college football system work?" Like, explain it to me on the night of August 11th. You'd be like, well, yeah, <laughs> you got a while. Complicated. <laughs> it's complicated. Yeah, I forget an alien. You can't tell a Canadian how this thing works. <laughs> I don't. I mean, the Big uh, Ten has has canceled their season. Unbelievable. Yeah. Ohio State has fielded a team for 130 consecutive years. Yep. We've been through pandemics Multiple wars. <laughs> they yeah. had a team. Oh, Michigan, 131 years, right? Like yeah. uh, done. No yeah. Penn State. No Nebraska. No done. Hour later, two hours later, Pac-12 pulls the plug. We expect all of this sort of. I mean, we knew it was coming. If you listen to this podcast, you knew. Hell, yep. Pete and I were talking about that, telling you that Nebraska was going to go rogue because we damn knew it. <laughs> two weeks ago, we discussed hypothetically yeah. if yeah. Nebraska. You guys got to pay attention to this damn podcast. All the clues are there. <laughs> All the clues are there. Let's go. Yeah. The revelations are proving true. Anyway, 
We'll get to Nebraska. We got some Nebraska. Oh, we will for get you. to Nebraska. Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, get, buckle sent in to people. the AAC for good on Twitter today. One of the yeah, all time, one of the all time <laughs> Pat Forty bile tweets. <laughs> <laughs> Said they could be a solid mid level team in the AAC. Yeah, Give it a shot. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so Coin bad. flip against Temple this year. Oh no, Central Florida gets a shot at Frost. Yeah. Um, all right. So the Big Ten. I mean, this is amazingly depressing. The Pac twelve is done. Very, very difficult decisions. I think all of us spoke to various different people at all levels of these decisions. Coaches, players, you get the frustration of them for not getting a chance to try. I felt particularly, I I was particularly, I don't know, moved is the word, but, you know, heard the, the frustration of you told us to do this for the last eight weeks. We did it perfectly. Not all of you, <laughs> Michigan State, but most <laughs> of you. Yeah. And then you mm-hmm. go, yeah. No, you're out. I, I get you. You're you're pissed. I mean, that's that that one hurts. Just totally different. Very very difficult decisions. And then at the same time, we've got the SEC saying we're going to continue on until we're told by our medical people not. Even more aggressive, it seems like the ACC is like, we're in. And then tonight, Sooner Scoop, our rival site, and Pete had a, another scoop on Big 12's going. They, yep. they're, they are really in, and they're just going to add an extra layer of testing on heart imaging. Okay? Uh, and from the start here, we've said, I, I've been saying Big, Te- Big 12 sounds like the league that, like, we're going. We're doing this. And so here we are. So we have all of those. Uh, the Mountain West bails. Okay, they're out. UMass and UConn are now out. United, <laughs> New England United. <laughs> our our New England United dream is dead, man. It's tough. Or at least, or maybe, maybe it's still just 2021. Started. Yeah, maybe right. they can play. Started. Maybe they can play Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. They can they can like decertify from their schools, form New England United, play Nebraska, like you know a a six game home and home. So I have an actual proposal for them later we can get to also. Uh, But yeah, all of a sudden, like I got like 500 tweets at me like, oh, my God, (laughs) they both quit. Um, (laughs) It's telling that for many people, you are the only identifiable thing of UMass football. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I also have I I went on a UMass podcast. uh, Oh, I I heard a little about they do exist. And I I basically (laughs) made fun of the football program. And now I got. Both UMass football fans are angry with me, tweeting me that I I don't know what I'm talking about. And they're on the verge. Anyway, yeah, you're on the verge. Sure. Of what? I don't know. Right. Good luck to the guys. I I really don't like criticizing teams like as the player. It's not the player's fault. They're trying. So anyway, my favorite bailout so far though is old dominion which is in a league but just (laughs) said yeah we're done the rest of the league is playing they're the anti-nebraska they're the anti-nebraska old dominion just yeah (laughs) now what i don't even know what league they're in Uh, conference usa conference yeah they're like forget it yeah apparently appalled by conference usa's uh lax standards but no it's just that is my personal favorite bailout (laughs) So uh, we started the year with 130 teams. We're down to 77. Uh, and who knows what's coming next? Yep. AAC's like, I mean, they're like adding games. They're like, can we play 14 <laughs> games? What do we got? <laughs> they don't care. I saw Georgia Southern and Navy just scheduled a game. Yeah. Yeah. The, the Navy will take an hour and a half to play. <laughs> right. Option. <laughs> the clock r- won't stop. Running time. Running time. <laughs> <laughs> the option. Anyway. Option <laughs> Multiple is, twenty play drives. <laughs> I'll go to you, Pat. What uh, explain explain this to somebody, including me? <laughs> I thought I had well, seen it all through the years. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, you had not. Because I mean, I saw one time in New Orleans before a Sugar Bowl, USC fans had bought a package. To go to the Sugar Bowl, assuming they were going to be undefe- they're undefeated and going to be in the, the national title game, they didn't make it. They were in the Rose Bowl, and I think they're playing. It was like LSU against somebody else down in Oklahoma, and I watched the USC fans march down Bourbon Street. 
declaring themselves national champs and taunting everyone and the fans that were actually in the national championship game kind of agreeing with them. And I said, <sighs> this sport is <laughs> totally crazy. I saw <laughs> the league split up. At one point, Boise State was in the Big East. Remember that? Oh, Boise yeah, that was like, yeah, was it like a Chris month Peterson was at their media day <laughs> with, yes. <laughs> Yeah, I think Mark Coyle was the AD in Newport. <laughs> Gary Patterson and Chris Del Conte were there as well. TCU. That's, I, just, I was I was there for that little nugget of history, that little chestnut. Oh, my. I thought I had seen it all then. But no. No. Pat, what happened on, what happened on Tuesday? Where are we? <laughs> well, what happened is a sport with absolutely no central leadership and that has had just embarrassing weak, disjointed, slow, scared leadership throughout this whole thing finally got forced to a point where some people had to make some decisions. And a text that I got this morning from a TV executive, I thought set the table very well, given all the crossfire that was going on specifically in the Big Ten. He said, it's athletic directors, coaches, and players versus presidents, trustees, and lawyers in the most intriguing battle in NCAA history. And so the battle was fought in the Big Ten, and the battle was fought in the Pac-12, and the battle was fought in the Big 12. And it's two to one tonight, as we sit here, for the presidents, trustees, and lawyers over the ADs, coaches, and players. Presidents, trustees, and lawyers won in the Big Ten. They won in the Pac-12. They took an L in the Big 12 so far. Uh, I think, again, I think we're all not under the illusion that, like, it's over and absolutely certain that, that anybody's going to play. But for now, they're going forward. And the Big 12 going forward is vital because that means the ACC can go forward, which means the SEC can go forward. And that's what this stupid oligarchy, you know, has done. It's like, well, we, we got to wait to see what they're going to do before we know what we can do. And, uh, you know, but that's where we are. It's a complete mess. It's fascinating. It's hilarious. The NCAA, like Mark Emmert and the NCAA, don't even matter, which is just part and parcel of all of this. Uh, and it's, it's quite frankly, the whole thing's a microcosm of, of America right now. Everybody's split. Everybody's sure they're right. Everybody's sure the other side is wrong. Our conference is playing because we're not chickens. We're not scared of the virus. We're too tough for the virus. The other conferences are canceling because they are chickens, because they're weak, whatever the case is. You know, we, we, we have warring factions all over, and uh, it is nowhere right now is the battle hotter than in college football. Have we asked Pat if he was at that Louisville soccer party uh, where the players <laughs> got thrown out? Like, I mean, he was on vacation, and he disappeared from the podcast for the week, and in the very town that he lives, there was a COVID-spreading party that led to the uh, ex- Spelling of three student-athletes. Pat, were you at the Louisville COVID party? Uh, I was not. I was not. Uh, I wasn't invited, shockingly. Okay. Ha- All right. Haven't circulated at many parties, especially not college parties. I'm definitely not invited to those. So, uh, But, yeah, that was that's a whole other story. Let's- <laughs> yeah. I didn't really – that's really – I didn't. I couldn't really follow Pat's just, like, runaway train of angst there <laughs> and uh, encapsulation of everything. I think looking at today – it was almost like the Pac-12's decision got ignored, right? Like that was expected. It was coming like a Mm -hmm. week ago uh, on Tuesday, they met and like the tenor of it was like, let's just hang on and not be first. So it's a very quintessential Pac-12 victory. They, uh, they, they, they they punted one hour after the, uh, after the big 10 punted. The big 10 situation is, is, is really interesting. I certainly have never seen the big 10 as, disjointed and catfight-ish and really just uh, all the different crosswinds of agendas and egos like just laid to bear as it was uh, as it was Monday, Tuesday. As of Sunday night, as we talked about Sunday night, that thing was done all over but the shouting. And then Monday, the runaway train, everything started to unspool. And then the, the player movement, Harbaugh's comments, Frost press conference, Ryan Day's politicking. And then all of a sudden, emotion got involved and it almost became like a game where like we can't let this thing end right now or we're going to lose. And so essentially the Big Ten hit pause and 
I had been told this over the weekend. I think you had too, Pat, that sort of the target day to end this had always been Tuesday. But this is just a good lesson where you can't keep something secret these days for like an hour, never mind a day, yeah. with all the different See. parties and factions and, and people who have to involve. So I think yeah. if there's any any criticism on uh, uh, the biggest criticism of Kevin Warren that I would have right now is that he didn't see the momentum, read the environment, end of the thing Sunday night, Monday morning, whatever it was, not let everything go sideways because he has some political and collateral damage that that he's facing. Now, I, I wrote a column on the Big Ten today, and I was generally complimentary of Warren. I acknowledged the faults, and I acknowledged, you know, that this a lot of these things clearly wouldn't happen if Jim Delaney was there. But I think in his position, there was no way to win, right? Like, if you cancel it, the players, coaches, and uh, fans are never going to forgive you. If you don't, the academics, the doctors, and the lawyers aren't going to forgive you. So if you're if you are a leader, you know, are you going to choose the emotion and the loud roars, or are you going to choose pragmatism? He chose pragmatism. A lot of people won't like that I say that, and a lot of fans. Uh, there was just like this angst. All of a sudden, Kevin Warren just became this like voodoo doll, and just every everyone was like lining up like a pinata. Everyone's like lining up to punch it, and. I really think like three weeks from now, we're going to be like, yeah, remember that day when everybody hated Kevin Warren? And then because everything will have I think everyone will eventually be joining them on on the sidelines. Uh, I hope I'm wrong. I would love to see a fall season and then a spring season as as specifically designated. I just still think it's holding a candle in the wind, the hurricane. We don't need to we don't need to belabor that point. But it was just a fascinating snapshot of, you know, people revealing themselves around the Big Ten, including Dan, our friends at Nebraska. Yes. So you think there will not you think the Big 12, SEC and ACC, let's just take those three, will all knock get knocked over like dominoes, as I will say, and I believe you all agree, we have been told would happen for a while now, including from people inside those leagues. Even yesterday, I think on Dan Patrick, Greg Sankey said, we could go it alone, but we're not, we probably won't. It wouldn't be the right thing to do. So this whole concept of they're going to do it alone, do you, right now they're playing. That's right now. They're, I didn't think at all that everyone was going to say we're out and then get they get criticized for following the Big Ten's lead. For If nothing else, they're going to wait. But in your prediction right now, Pete, you don't think any of those three leagues play this fall. And and I'm going to give you the prediction is 51% yes or no, right? Like, I'm not saying, we're not putting you down. It's 100% it won't happen. I'm going to, uh, you know, well, again, I mean, it's it's all dependent on what happens in the next month, right? Okay, before we get to games. But I, I think they're, they're going to try. I think they're going to try. And if they can keep, virus numbers down, which again, going to be real hard when student body comes back. But if they can, yeah, I think if they, if they can report low or no positive tests for their teams for three more weeks or four more weeks or whatever it is to kick off. Yeah. I think they're going to play, but again, that's 51% guess. I, man, I think they might play too. I think I'm on with Pat. I'll tell you what, here's what I think changed. I don't know though, man. Greg Sankey, oh man, I don't know. Here, here, this, I, it's this has gotten political, and I don't just mean just Republican. Now, <laughs> yeah, well, this has gotten really political, right? But not yeah. just Republican Democrat, although there's plenty of that. Okay, but it's now like yes, if you whoever if you you shut down the season, you're you're a total wuss, or if you're still going, you're crazy and and reckless, right? And so it's all political pressure. And I think that's what Kevin Warren wasn't expecting. I think that that was, I don't know whether maybe, maybe it's his NFL background where people are going to fall in line or whatever, but like there was no reason the fighting for your players. Now these coaches wanted to fight for their players anyway, but the more over the top you fought, the more you were rewarded. Like there was no downside to screaming and going crazy about how much we want to play. That is only going to help with your players and help with recruiting yeah. and try to shield off because it all comes back to recruiting, as we know. You know, if it, I don't know. I'm not going to say the motivation of of a Big Ten coach of Ryan Day or, or, or James Franklin or Harbaugh. Any of these guys was all recruiting because it wasn't. They wanted to play. <laughs> but yep. 
They're also know that they're going to have to go and recruit and listen to SEC coach going, these guys quit. Mm-hmm. How do you even know they're going to play next year? Right. How are you going to sign right. with them in December? You, who knows? These guys quit. They're quitters. So they got to sit there and scream. And so when and when coaches scream, fa- a lot of fans follow. Not all. Because I will say I've heard from a lot of Big Ten fans today, even a couple students, and, you know, and said, yeah, they should. This is r- ridiculous. You shouldn't. The, the number one goal should be making sure our, we can conduct our academic semester. Yeah. And, 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 and the 50,000 students that are here are more important than just this football team that we all love, but whatever. And, and all that. So there, there, it is not, everybody's against them, but you know, those guys can rally a lot of a noise. They can create a lot of noise and they're obviously not a noise, but it's almost like I is the more, the more politicians, governors get in, the more everything is like, I don't know that some of these schools are even going to have the opportunity to say we, we, you know, in in Ohio and Michigan and Pennsylvania, those governors weren't saying you're playing. Right. Those governors didn't say no. anything. Right. And right. there's a Republicans and Democrats in those states. They didn't, they didn't get involved. Nope. And that is going to be the case down South. And so, you know, I don't know. I don't, I almost feel like they're going to get, they're going to have to now. Let me just give one more little point on, on, Warren, I think that leadership is not whether you agree with the final decision of somebody. Great leadership is, did you make a bold choice that you believe is right and, 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 and cast that thing and, and you made your, your, this is, that's leadership. Everyone's screaming to do something and you make the choice. He did, everybody did here. So didn't Bob Bowlesby in the big 12. Like saying, mm-hmm. no, you know what? We're not caving to that. And these guys, so I think they all actually exposed, they all had individual great leadership. The problem with the sport is there's, there is no central leadership to, right. so, right. but, so I actually think but, they did pretty good. And, and uh, Warren could look genius in a few weeks. We'll see. Go ahead. Uh, no, yeah. That I look, I, I give a lot of respect to Kevin Warren because think of the situation. That guy took the job January 1st. He's from an NFL background. He's done some college work, but he doesn't even know that constituency. He jumps into the biggest show that anybody has seen in college sports. Okay, so we're just swearing tonight on the pod. Is we that, are. Is that... We are dropping. <laughs> okay. We're dropping just bombs. Go here. ahead. I, I'm glad but, I didn't uh, get the memo. So I didn't put that in the rundown. <laughs> I was trying to think of a better phrase, but that fits. If there's ever a time to swear, it's right now. <laughs> it is. We just had the entire season just split in half. We split the baby. You know, I mean, it's unbelievable. So anyway, but um, so he, he he steps into this, and he was all along the most rhetorically cautious, guarded of the commissioners. Of like, there's every time he talked, there's a good chance we may not play. We may not play. They put out releases that started with, we may not play, over and over and over again. That was the mantra. And then you get up to the point, and I agree, Pete, that the one error he made is when you have the votes, take the votes and get the thing over with, right? Don't let a vacuum occur and then the vacuum be filled by a bunch of noise. But then it was filled by a bunch of noise, up to and including the vice president, who's from the Big Ten footprint, and the president, saying they should play. And you get through that and you come out the other end and say, nope. We're not going to do it. So I give him credit for consistency and credit for weathering a ridiculous storm in his very first year on the job. Yeah, I didn't even realize the vice president chimed in. That's how crazy this is. You would think. <laughs> yeah, right. You can't keep up with the, that. The, the vice <laughs> president's opinion floating around <laughs> through uh, th- through all this. Um, yeah, I, I give Kevin Warren credit too. Like Nebraska, basically. Their leadership, chancellor, president, whatever they have, every level of the Nebraska system. I'm sure they did it at Nebraska Omaha and Nebraska Kearney, too, right? (laughs) Every person in the Nebraska system went out on their porch and flipped a double bird at Kevin Warren, all right? And Scott Frost did a double bird while mooning, all right? It was like, yeah, it was like the guy dancing from Goonies looking for attention, all right? And I give Kevin Warren credit. Today, when I got him on the phone, I was like, all right, this Nebraska thing. They want to go rogue. They're rallying their base. It was almost like a it was almost like a political rally, like something you'd see at like the Iowa caucuses, where Scott Frost got up there and was like, roar, roar. And I said, can 
Nebraska play intercollegiate tackle football this fall in, you know, under the auspice of the NCAA. And he said explicitly, no, not and be a member of the Big Ten Conference. And what he did was basically say, hey, Scott, hey, Bill Moose, shove it where your corn doesn't husk. If you really think you're not going to play, you really think you're going to play rogue and then come back to the Big Ten, we're going to send you pack into the AAC, pal, because that's just not happening. They're giving him $50 million a year. And you know what that's been? That's been a pretty sh- investment, okay? There the we go. 10. Now everybody's cussing. Yeah. Three I'm for catch, three. I'm catching, I'm catching on. That would be like <laughs> basically buying typewriter stock in, you know, 2010, all right, when Nebraska came, all right? I mean, when the typewriter was going, so was Nebraska. They haven't had a whole lot of – in the Steve Jobs era, they haven't had a whole lot of luck. And Frost is the first Nebraska coach to miss back-to-back bowl games, to not even play in one since at some point in the late 60s. So, I mean, he's made more than a million dollars a win. I think he's 9-15 and during his his time there. So it was like the kind of completely emboldened move where he just didn't realize how everyone else in the league was laughing at him while he's been doing it. Okay, Scott, go pander to your base. But let's be honest, you look like an idiot. That was essentially – the vibe around the Big Ten at at as as all of this was unfolding, like people said their things and they did their politicking. Frost just you know he went off the, he went off the top rope he went off the yeah. high dive and, and belly flopped and, and and left himself out there and and that will be remembered uh, in the fourth quarter of some Big Ten games going in the uh, going in the future. Um, if that had happened in Jim Delaney's Big Ten, Nebraska would have opened the next three seasons in conference <laughs> at play State. at Ohio State, at Penn State, at Michigan, <laughs> probably on Thursday nights of short weeks. All right, <laughs> if you can open on a short week, they yeah. would have done it because that would not have flown. And I give Warren credit for standing up for Nebraska, standing up to Nebraska, and laying things down a little bit. And I, I mean, look, adversity reveals character. And Kevin Warren didn't manage some things well politically, but I, I don't know. He was like, by the end of the day, Monday, he was lampooned as some idiot. And that's just, that's just not the case. Like no. he led, he led no. with, he led trying to get consensus in a situation where consensus was impossible. Think about yeah. this. They did not use the word unanimous in the big 10 statement. All right. Nope. Every <laughs> statement ever written in the history of college football <laughs> conferences has been unanimous. Six right. to six votes. I've actually heard stories from conference rooms where they vote and it, the vote is whatever it is. Say it's 12-2. And then they re-vote so they can actually go say like, wink, wink, it was unanimous. Like that. I mean, y- unanimous is the biggest farce. And they couldn't even get everyone together to lie about it. Like that's how <laughs> fractured <laughs> That yeah, Big Ten right. room was. And, yeah. and Nebraska was certainly no. leading the charge. Dave Revson, to his credit on Big Ten Network, did his best to try to pin down uh, Warren on that and numerous subjects. And Warren just wouldn't answer the questions. But clearly, the one thing, he did not lie. He did not say it's unanimous. He didn't even come close to saying that because it's not. Dave Revson had a good day. Uh, he did. I, I thought he, uh, I thought, especially because that network, let's let's be honest, they didn't even cover the Jerry Sandusky scandal for like the first <laughs> month of it, right? Like there has been moments where the Big Ten Network, we all have friends of the Big Ten Network. There's been some moments where they have not bathed themselves in journalistic glory. But I thought Dave Revson, if if I was a Big Ten fan, Dave Revson asked every question that I yeah. wanted asked. And quite frankly, he looked his boss in the eye and asked hard questions. That was appreciated yeah. from me. Yep. Yeah, and it, you know what? It, it was because uh, we're all stuck paying for that network, uh, so you know, <laughs> no, and there aren't any games on. <laughs> no, what's the '97 in- Rose Bowl again between <laughs> yeah. uh, Michigan yeah. and the, Washington State? Let me just say the worst part of what they do, and I hope someone from the Big Ten <laughs> Network is listening. Reps well, listen to our podcast. You I know stumble that. upon an old game, and I don't mind watching. Sometimes you're like, "Oh, what is this game?" I don't know mm-hmm. who won, so I'll just watch it again. But they label it like Northwestern's greatest moments. So when they're trailing <laughs> by 21 points, <laughs> there's not a lot of drama. They're not showing this because <laughs> Purdue won. So it's they a built-in anyway. spoiler alert. But if it's on Revson, the Big Ten Network, you got to figure Northwestern's going to win. Well, yeah, but they're okay. playing each other sometimes. Yeah, you're the, okay, the Rose right, Bowl game. Right, but okay, yeah, no, right. I don't want to know. Anyway, Revson did a good job. Big Ten <laughs> Network did a good job with all that. All right, so to be clear, they, and we have we mentioned this podcast. I mean, really, the people who listen to this podcast are the smartest. So much more informed. 
than so uh, much falling more. asleep to those ESPN ones. That's why you should no. be over here. Um, <laughs> Does ESPN even have a podcast? I don't I know. Wouldn't know. They had okay, Nebraska signed away its media rights by joining the Big Ten. The conferences are media deals. That's really all it is. Right. Yeah. So any game played at Memorial Stadium, the Big Ten owns the media rights to that. So in order to get out of that and play any games, you would have to somehow get the Big Ten to allow you to leave or sue and hope that in the next two weeks before you can, you know, somehow get in the SEC. I mean, there was so much just stupid stuff on uh, out there today, but it, it, it can't happen. You sign away your media rights. Notre Dame was able to join the ACC for one year because they are an independent and own their media rights. And they included them with into the pile. So all the money they make from NBC thrown under the ACC pile and it'll get divided up equally. That's how it is. So Nebraska can't leave. You could sue, try to figure something out. I suppose anything is possible in this pandemic, but not going to be easy Two, the only other thing you could possibly come up with is, and, and I still don't think contractually they're able to do this, but you could just play road games. Maybe that's because you don't control your that right. is where my plan for New England United came into play <laughs> is if all the conferences quit. <laughs> New England United just exists and just hosts each week. There you go. <laughs> so everybody plays them and that's it. That would be about the only thing or some kind of the game would be played on their stadium, just almost like the, uh, the NBA bubble. Just keep playing <laughs> till the go. field yeah. wears out. Can we bubble Agawam, Massachusetts, or Suffield, Connecticut, or uh, one of those one of those yeah, border towns? Bubble Wilbraham. Yeah, sure. Bubble up and 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 do it. No, that's their only way. All right, so Nebraska can't do it, and and the idea that anyone at Nebraska would put out those statements or be that boldness, it was just like, do you guys even even consider reading the contract? <laughs> you know. <laughs> And then they're like, and then they're still linking stuff. And I'm seeing, you know, like a Lincoln Journal star story about they're willing to play anybody in a 500 mile you, radius. It's like, what? Just there's oh, no quiet. way. That yeah, was who, the what? least. Yeah, that was the least skeptically covered moment of this entire pandemic. They I mean, were like, could, could this actually happen? They were like, road game at North Dakota State. Let's go. <laughs> like you could actually hear the pom poms rocking when you read that <laughs> column in the Lincoln paper. I was like, you got to be kidding me. Like I mean, and, and if uh, I, I mean, that's if, where I probably Kevin Warren's restraint would be better. Like I, I, I would go Delaney on him. I mean, I would be, I would not actually, I wouldn't do that. I just kick him out. I, I would get it. I would get everybody in there and get a vote together and say, just goodbye, Felicia, pack up. You've underachieved. You, you hired a coach who's underachieved. Your program is underachieved. Get out, go back where you came from. Oh, wait, they don't want you either. Oh, well go somewhere else. Just get out. Yeah. I mean, it was almost like they thought by leaking this idea that they were scheduling games in a 500-mile radius, which still may only get them like Omaha Central High School. I don't know. I mean, that place is out there a little bit. <laughs> Grinnell coming to town. <laughs> they thought like what? Like Michigan and Ohio State was all of a sudden going to be, oh, my goodness. Oh, whoa, we might not want to do this. Nebraska's saber rattling. Get right. out of here. You know, those two, they two, those two schools hate, hate each other. But they yeah. are attached to the hip, baby. They oh, are. Yeah. <laughs> we run this show for 125 yes. years, okay? And it ain't changing. We barely even talk to Penn State. They're still the newcomers to us. You know those, like, uh, the, the, the woman, Annie Agar, who does a television reporter out in Grand Rapids, and she's been making these hysterical videos of, like, yeah. where she plays great. different schools. Great. In Very the Big funny. Ten. Yeah. Very and, funny. Yeah, this is basically it. Like, I want her to, I want to see her do the one where Nebraska's, you know, trying to scare Michigan and, and Ohio State and yeah. uh, reversing <laughs> their vote. She's got great material here for this one. Yeah, she really yes. does. And she does yeah. a great job. So it's pretty she much. She should like, be in so, the Detroit market by the end of the summer, right? Like, <laughs> absolutely. Let's move her out of the yeah. GR, man. Come on. Come on. Uh, come on. Yeah, doing great work. She Big needs Ten the call. Network. Let's go. Big Ten Network has got a lot of programming hours to fill. They yes. could hire Annie yes. Agar just as yes. their comedy act, as a side gig, right? I mean, give me some. Big Ten tonight's going to be a little. I think this podcast is <laughs> going to suck. <laughs> 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 Big Ten tonight. 
Not Jared DiNardo's favorite meatball recipes. <laughs> I might actually <laughs> watch Griffith that. goes through his eight touchdown game for the 15th. Is it eight touchdowns or seven touchdowns? Jerry DiNardo cooking show? I might watch that. I, I love Jerry DiNardo. I, I, I would watch that. Yes. Yeah, he's he's super, one of my super favorite curmudgeons. All right. Anyway, Nebraska is not going anywhere. Uh, you're stuck. Tough break. You're going to get a $51 million check next year because you're stuck. And when you're trying to bail out because you lost $120 million this year, that $51 million check is going to pay off big time. So they're not going anywhere. Like, you know, just be more like Rutgers. Rutgers just like, whatever you guys say, whatever you guys want. <laughs> Didn't hear a whole lot out of Rutgers. They knew their spot. Maryland <laughs> did not hear a lot out of Maryland. Yes, sir. Just keep coming <laughs> that check. Right. The two the two schools that were probably least excited to play conference only schedules because it just would have increased the blood. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. Nebraska's not going anywhere. Our hope now is that these these other leagues play. You know, one of the weirder things I think for all of us who are not in the science community, needless to say, none of us are doctors or scientists on this show, is that there can just be so much disagreement about this like you can find a doctor to say anything yeah right and and there are incredible these are incredibly smart doctors so the doctors at stanford okay that sounds smart they say hell no you shouldn't be playing football and the doctors at duke well that's that's pretty good they say yeah you can do it and you go which one is it and i think we all expect finality we want an answer and there isn't an answer and so that's the crazy part. How how does this? And we you just don't normally have sports where you have everyone just going on their own because you would have one thing to figure out. And instead, we have dueling doctors now, uh, amongst other things. Yeah, this is like it's like well, it's like a courtroom, you know, where each side's going to go and get their medical expert and put them up there and get them to say what they want them to say. And now they, that's that's part of the problem of all of this. First first of all, I mean, and again, I'm not a medical expert, so I'm probably going to get in over my skis here, but <clears throat> we don't know enough about the virus to have medical experts that are unimpeachable, do we? Right? I mean, I, the no. thing has changed and the ideas have changed and the diagnoses and the treatments and everything else have changed as we've gone along, so... It's basically, yeah, that's, I mean, I was hearing about the Big 12 having this call today and they were going to go over medical protocols and it's like, okay, which schools want to play? They're going to find the doctor that says it's safe to play. Don't worry about the heart condition. Myocarditis, not a problem. And then the other schools that don't want to play, you're going to get your doctor to say, ah, it's a big problem. Shouldn't play. So, I mean, it's part and parcel of, of, of our society right now. Basically, find your own set of facts. The only experts we found in America on uh, COVID are the experts in spreading it. We're, we're really good at that. Like after that, like I, I don't really think there's a whole lot of like empirical evidence that we can point to uh, one one way or another. It's uh, yeah, I, I had like a heated 12 minute conversation with a head coach this morning about myocarditis and I hung up and I was like, what just happened? Like, I don't know anything about myocarditis, but you can't ignore it. Like, it, yeah, it, it's just been it's been a it's been a bizarre even since like since we taped the podcast Sunday night. It, that feels like it was like six weeks ago. Yeah. Right. And we right. arrived at the place where we thought we'd be, by the way. Yeah, that right. was, it was 48 crazy. hours, 48 hours Correct. ago. And it, and like every 12 hour increment between now and then and now, it's like so many things happen and so many different ideas get thrown out and different. I mean, it's just it, it has been completely dizzy. You know, it really is exactly what we predicted. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. And the free press reported it. Maybe they were right. They're just early, right? It's like we said about uh, reporting were... someone's death. <laughs> Eventually, going to be right. Yeah, man. Paul Schmaltz. I don't think he's going to make it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was. Uh, it was. It was. It just. It all went crazy, and and it was all of a sudden felt like uh, we'll go. So, so do you think that? If you're a chancellor, if you're a school down, but let's take the SEC because they're those states are or the big, big, big 12. I mean, your, your states are Texas, Oklahoma and Kansas. Those are three states where big 12 schools exist and West Virginia, Iowa, too. Iowa, Iowa and West, Virginia. And West yeah. Virginia. Do you think any of those schools could vote not to play in the big 12? 
I mean, I will say this. That has been perhaps the most fractious and flaky league of a power five in the last 25 years. So, yeah, I mean, anything could happen there because they've done some crazy stuff. They may be uh, like, you know what? Y'all tried to wipe us out so many times. Yeah. You tried to pick us apart, <laughs> right. break us up. You stole all our teams. We're we're, we're back. <laughs> yeah. Y'all quit. This is the league of yeah. fake Dan Beebe, man. You know, yeah, fake that Dan Twitter account. Oh, oh, man. Fake Dan Beebe is <laughs> like, we're having some revenge. Yeah, revenge Check out, fake Dan Beebe. can watch us on the Longhorn Network. You know who is my favorite doofus from the Big 12 was David Boren, the old Oklahoma president. Oh, that guy awesome. would just like, they, they'd finally have things settled down. And then David Boren, I was told later that like there would be a crisis at Oklahoma. There would be like, I'm going to strike or workers. And David Boren would come out and say something crazy about the Big 12. And everybody's <laughs> like, I would move. But that's some of realignment. Like, I, I forget the specifics now, but it was like, they came to a conclusion and announced something. And then David Bourne had a separate press conference where he announced something completely different. <laughs> like that, that entire, like, oh, I am, I, when he retired, that was one of my happiest <laughs> moments as a college lawyer. Cause that guy was just a living nightmare to cover. He, he was a former Come U.S. On. senator where you could tell where he, he, he learned his sort of clownish misdirection principles. But my God. Complete I loose did, cannon. Oh, Complete the worst. He was the worst. Yeah. Yeah, he was the one that decided they needed to expand, remember? And all yes. of a sudden, next thing you know, like Boise State and Colorado State and Memphis and Cincinnati, everybody's uh, sending in their applications yeah. or whatever the hell you do to get into a conference. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there was no application. And then, yeah, then, no, we, we don't take them. Eh, never mind. We're not going to expand. Yeah, he, he led some good ones. Yeah, and he just yeah. started talking about stuff. I mean, at one point, they had a merger, basically, with the Pac-12. The pack yeah, eight right, or whatever, right? right? I mean, it was going to yeah. be. But then they were like, you have to take Oklahoma State and Texas Tech. And they are like, <laughs> you always had to do that. That's the thing. It's political. <laughs> you had to take Texas Tech. That's why I'm like, I don't know. I mean, we have an election coming up. We have, I mean, this country is, it's crazy. And so you very well may be like, I think we need to do this. But I don't know if we can. Or, and that could be vice versa even. I don't know. I mean, as yeah. this thing goes, it's going to be like, well, uh, I mean, this is just this is this is insanity. Uh, what are right, what is the timetable for everybody? Like, what's next? That's a good question. We we got those statements uh, after the big after the Big Ten and the Pac-12 declared. We got statements that were, you know, obviously purposefully vague, but hinting towards we're keeping on from the ACC and from the SEC. And I think they got, they heard enough of what they needed to hear from the Big 12. And now we'll just, we got to look and see what the Big 12 schedule looks like when they produce one and when they plan on starting games. I mean, the ACC, I believe they are still scheduled to start September 10th. We'll see if that's going to happen or if they push back to 26th, which I think is when the SEC goes and probably when the Big 12 will look. For now, I mean, they've got a little cushion to decide. And then, of course, you know, like Conference USA and some other conferences are will have to make some decisions. But I think a lot of those are saying, well, if the schools in our footprint are saying it's OK, we've got cover to say it's OK. Let's try to play. But we'll see. So what is the farthest West team exists right now? We've got New Mexico State as an independent, but the governor has basically said, we don't want you guys to play. Okay, so they're out. Yeah, so they're is, probably is, out. So What's the farthest West a team actually exists right now? Texas that's a great Tech? question. That's a great. Yeah. Might be Lubbock. Might be Lubbock. Yeah, Manhattan. Let me get the, I'm going to get the, get the, get, get, get the, yeah, get the map. I'm getting get a little map up here. West. Yeah, I oh, the no. United States. Oh, UTEP, oh no, UTEP. UTEP still yeah. playing. How can you forget about UTEP? Although How I've heard they're, you? I've heard they're close. I've heard UTEP's on the brink. So. Right, right. Yeah, UTEP is, <laughs> they is made hanging by a thread. Yeah. Uh, I mean, all right. Right so now, in, in I'm general, just thinking too. geographically. If you're a college football <laughs> fan in the West and you need a team to root for, like <laughs> you know, you don't have anyone locally. All right. Now in the Midwest, now this. Is oh, delicious. wait a minute. BYU, right? Oh, BYU uh, is out there. They're, they're still in. They're not an Air Force. They're not backing yeah. down. Right, 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 all right. All right. They're going to have Nebraska come play three times in Provo this year. They to might. fulfill their <laughs> rogue schedule. Uh, <laughs> what if, if Nebraska just great. created an alternate football team, what would they be called? Like Bernaska? <laughs> like Scott Frost? <laughs> Where's like Sarban, Davey Johnson, which is funny nose and glasses? Yeah, yeah they the put rape. the fake... 
like when yeah, uh, Johnny Manziel went to Vegas and pretended yeah. he was named Billy Manziel and had the fake mustache <laughs> trying to yes. hide. Yeah, that's what Nebraska's going to be. That's what we need. No, we're Nebraska, not Nebraska. Nebraska in disguise. What they, they the racetrack there is called Axarban, <laughs> which is Nebraska backwards, which is the stupidest name ever. But they might as well co-op that, take the red N off the helmet, put a red A on there, say no, we have we bear no resemblance to Nebraska, and then nobody go play will BYU. Out. Nobody will nobody will notice. This is new team. New team showed up. <laughs> is there anything else that gets husked behind, besides corn? Does that verb like can you husk anything else? Uh, uh, I don't know. Um, they might have to go to their, you know, their old nickname at Nebraska was the Bug Eaters back in the day. They could be the Axarban Bug Eaters. That's it. Move <laughs> the virus eaters. We could use some people eating the virus. Like, <laughs> University of Phoenix is laying out there just waiting to, I mean, they got. Sure, sure. They'll sponsor Great facility. They got their own stadium in Phoenix. And then, right. uh, yeah. All right. So what about this? If you're a fan in the Midwest, I mean, this is college football central. I know they care in the South, but the, the stadiums are, they have more more seats, seats in the stadiums, all that in the Midwest. There's no one to root for, sort of, except Cincinnati. Kind yeah, of. Cincinnati's Pittsburgh. still hanging around. But the University of Notre Dame. <laughs> <laughs> Could you Midwestern Big Ten fans <laughs> with nobody to root for, except all of these Dang Southern teams that you hate a lot. Do you root for Notre Dame, who you hate a, a lot? lot. <laughs> oh, that would just kill everybody in the Midwest. That if, I mean, that yeah. oh, this is yeah, this is the Hobson's choice. There is like, are you kidding? You know, like, <clears throat> you we got nothing to cheer for, and they're the closest team. No, they'll they'll become Missouri fans or something, you know. They, they won't get carried away past. <laughs> what about it? it worse so don't get carried Notre away. Notre Dame, Missouri, come on. <laughs> and and Indiana, you might you never know what in the state of Indiana is going to come up with now. They're kind of the, they're yeah. the they go rogue in the Midwest pretty quick. <laughs> um, if Notre Dame could fill their stadium, like if Notre Dame was just like, yeah, we're going to put eighty thousand in here, and they yeah. were having all the fun. <laughs> and all the other fans are sitting around. They got their cookers kind of just <laughs> under wraps and going all no, Notre Dame fan in the office is heading down to South Bend again. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that is that is insult to injury. If we've ever seen it is the 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 most proximitous rooting opportunity is a school that is absolutely routinely snubbed your league is because they thought yeah. they were too good to be up in the big 10. And now there is no big 10. Woo. All right. I'm heading down to South Bend this week. A big tailgate opportunity. Clemson's coming in. It's going to be awesome. Party weekend. What are you doing? <laughs> we're going uh pumpkin picking again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Apple orchards of America rejoiced today. Oh Somebody had God. a joke about that yeah. on Twitter. Yeah. Taking the yeah. I've never been apple mill. picking in my yeah. Thank God, but I've never been in my adult life like that. Imagine doing really? that on a Saturday in the fall. Oh, come on! You don't have to go on a Saturday. You go on like a Monday when your kids are little. But you know, well, I, mean, I don't uh, have kids everyone's. Back, but, uh, there should be no excuse in the Midwest for your leaves not being raked this summer, this fall. I mean, <laughs> yeah, no, that's true, man. In the states of uh, yeah, a lot of states now, a lot of guys just lost lost their uh, their excuse. Man. Yeah, your I lawn should it. look like uh, like you know the eighth green at Augusta. Like, <laughs> <laughs> there is some positive supposed news. I put news in the I put both positive in its own quotes and then news in the other. But we mm -hmm. may have a vaccine. Oh, I did hear. It's about just this. Uh, Vladimir Putin says he discovered one. <laughs> yeah. uh, the science community, um, which is you know, as we have found, is often divided on things. Seems universal in not this one saying, <laughs> wait, what? You haven't tested it. Is it like a triple shot of vodka? You're saying, yeah. It's a. Uh, I've been trying to kill that virus for a while. Uh, I needed a whole bunch of shots when I left Sochi. I can tell you that. Baltica beer, I think, is the shot that they're putting in you. Um, but they have not tested it. You're supposed to do three stages of the test, they've only done two. What could possibly go wrong, right? Okay, 
Would you take the shot? Would you take the Russian shot if we could get a full season of college football? Would you be willing to make that? <laughs> I mean, he might be right. Dan Dockich actually asked me this question today on his radio show. That's uh, And my answer was no. However, some jack leg with a lot of money, a lawyer in Columbus, Ohio, is like, I will buy $2 million vials of the of the vaccine and give it to all of the Buckeyes if we can get the season back. So some Brutus Buckeye living out there would absolutely do it. I will not. Sorry. As long as the shot wasn't like green and bubbling, you know, like <laughs> there was like a, like a giant downside risk. I think I'd take the shot. They're like, good at doping. We know that. Yeah. I mean, they know how to do that. Yeah. Real good. At I could that. use some upper body strength. Uh, could so, look like, you know. <laughs> start looking like Ivan Drago. Right. I mean. All right. One other question. Other question. So one of the reasons we've heard is liability is a reason that the the the, the Big Ten is is calling us off, mm, uh, and it's the yes. long term stuff with the with the hearts. It could be campus safety. It could be all sorts of things. They're just they're they're just like each league is seems to be coming at this from completely different angles. Like this is our concern. This is your concern, and and so you can see the story from different angles. This is all part of. It. There's a lot of dispute. Is is there? Could you? Is you liable? Just sign a waiver. Those never work. Don't sign those right. waivers. Doesn't help. What do we know about a potential liability? Because there's a thought that you know, if you sign a waiver, it's not a big deal. My point would be, the NFL had to pay out a ton of money due to head trauma from a time when they didn't uh, quite know. And you're going to sit there and say we're playing, even though half 53 schools said no. Uh, I mean, this this is not going to be a pretty jury trial, but that's my opinion. What what do we know about liability? Well, glad you asked, Dan. Glad you asked because uh, one of the people I I consulted for my column was my favorite sports attorney, Tom Mars, who (laughs) specializes in beheading universities. And uh, I asked him (laughs) what the liability situation would look like. And this is the quote that he he emailed me, the quote. Whatever conferences decide to play football this fall will be taking a ridiculously high risk that they may soon regret. I know and have talked with some of the best plaintiffs lawyers in the country this week, and they're praying the SEC and or the ACC are greedy enough, and he added the Big 12 later, are greedy enough to stay the course. If things go sideways, the plaintiffs bar will immediately get their hands on the internal financial analyses of the schools and FOI layup. Get the conference financials through the discovery process and then just stand in front of the jurors and point to the conferences that decided not to risk the health of their student athletes. Good Lord, I'd hate to be the lawyers defending those cases. So what did he think? It wasn't very clear to me. Could you translate that? (laughs) Right. There will be Hung jury. <laughs> yeah. All right. There will I can't be follow lawyers. Up that quote. Like I, I don't know anything about <laughs> le- legalities. What am I supposed to chime in on like some random no. tort that's gonna give No, any I insight? mean I don't know. I mean look that you can get someone else to say, oh no, we got this covered, and that's why it's a mm-hmm. legal fight. Um yeah. but obviously the the two issues are are you know, look, I had someone point out like, you know, they had the death at, at Maryland football, was it two years ago? And everybody got fired. Yes, everyone. And they, they redid the entire program. Except the AD. The AD kept his job. That's the true. AD, everyone da- but the Damon AD. Damon Evans yeah. somehow got through there. The great survivor of our times, Damon Evans. Yeah. The great survivor. Woo. Yeah. Well, okay. But they fired. They yeah. redid. I mean, this was... If any, if any, if if this happens, that's bad. But it's, it's the long-term stuff that's scaring the Big Ten and the Pac-12 uh, and their doctors. And so this is what they came up with. We'll see what the doctors elsewhere do. I uh, have said repeatedly, I hope every league makes its own decision based on like life in a vacuum. And if they all come to the same conclusion, they all come to the same conclusion. If they don't, let's play. Obviously, my selfish wants are uh, play, but uh, I don't get to run these universities. Maybe I should. <clears throat> you know, no. for, the, for the good of the pod, as we said this earlier, actually, before we started taping, we have the potential dream scenario. We have a split. We have some people playing and some people not playing. And if we have a season, it is going to be full of recrimination, second guessing, controversy, and all the things that make the pod go round. I mean, it'll be like drunk coaches tweeting during games, <laughs> right? <laughs> like just, just, I, 
just thought of that. Yeah. Right. Just a drunk, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to call them drunks. It's not fair. I don't even know if they drink, but like you could, or just a bitter Ryan day sitting at home on a Saturday night. <laughs> right. Watching well, Texas LSU, you know, or Texas, yeah. uh, Oklahoma game. That's they won't ranting. be tweeting it. Pete knows a lot more coaches than the rest of us. They'll all be texting Pete saying, can you believe that play call? These guys are terrible. No, right. Pete, unnamed Big Ten coach said, you know, we would have run that play better if our damn presidents weren't so much a wuss bag. <laughs> Here's a question. Somebody asked me this today. Uh, I went on Peter King's podcast, and I didn't have a great answer for him like I because I hadn't thought through it all yet. Uh, how much transferring do you think there is in the next couple of weeks? Like, are waivers given? Like, that's like a whole right. mess, beautiful mess that's, that that we would. That's the kind of cesspool that we like to dive in because certainly, like, we we aren't in favor of poaching, but we are in favor of bickering. So, um, <laughs> you know, I wow. just I'm I was told by a Mac coach like within three hours, uh, I was a Mac assistant was like, yeah, I had a kid come in my like like and I was like, so people were tampering within hours of the Mac decision. He's like, yeah, it's my, oh, yeah. one of our best players, and I was like, oh, oh yeah, here we yeah. are. I mean, so two things. If you transfer, you're, you know, you don't, there's no guarantee that this, the rug doesn't get pulled out next week. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're, mean, you're jumping in, in zero, complete unknown. So you have no yeah. idea about that. A, you, you know, you don't know whether you're going to play. One thing that, you know, we don't even get to, we talk about all the health and, and there's all these concerns, but there's just the sheer practicality of how the hell do you feel the team every week? Right. And, you know, as we've said on this podcast, so I don't want to keep repeating it, but, you know, the NFL can just keep signing guys off the street the way baseball has. But you can't in college. So this is all this is. So you might get to one of the, you know, if you're a really good player at 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 a at Ohio State, you really want to jump to. No. To Georgia no. in the hope that it, or do you just no. say, oh, I'll start next year or you turn yeah. pro. Right. And at this point, every sophomore can turn pro. Yeah. Or, right. Right. Or everyone, no, well, everyone who no, is going into every the junior, junior year. Everyone's yeah, been yeah. around three years. Red be a sophomore. Sophomore. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Third year. Players. No, yeah. They don't yeah. need to play their third year. I don't think. No, I mean, right. they're, they're they're draft eligible, so they don't yeah. need to play. It's three years removed from your high school graduating class. Right, so if you right, went to right. prep school, technically, you could leave after two. There's a random like yep. Shady McCoy, I think, was like one of the rare examples of that. But that's that's a you know once every five year scenario that seems to come up. Justin Fields is just going to go pro and Panay Sewell is going to go pro. And, you know, I mean, although the people like that and maybe there's some players that feel still feel like they're log jammed at a, at a on the depth chart and, they, you know, they're not going to get their shot next year, too. And so you want to go. But think about this. If you try to transfer a you're going into an unknown situation, you don't know whether that school is going to play B, you know, it's going to take a few weeks to uh, figure out where you can go or who can take you. See if you get a waiver, okay, which you probably could get a waiver, but if you get a waiver, then D, you're going to quarantine for two weeks when you get there. I mean, you're looking, you'll be lucky yeah. if you're able to play when they start playing. <laughs> the quarantine is going to prevent a transfer market from overflowing. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine sitting in day two of quarantine and they're like, yeah, uh, Big 12 pulled the plug. You're like, what? I came all the way to Lubbock and I'm sitting alone in a dorm room. I don't know anyone here. They're just dropping like random, like, uh, you know, ribs off at my door. And now I like, I'm enrolled in a school that I never want to go to. Like, yeah, it would suck. It'd be terrible. The, okay. Another question. Cause I keep running through these. I forget the spring idea. Oh. Any, I, to me, the spring is is we not we didn't cancel any games. We just postponed. It's like a legal, it's a legal dodge. Nebraska <laughs> can't leave. We haven't canceled anything. Or you know, <laughs> there's uh, I had someone tell me that they're uh, they were they bought tickets to a concert like Kenny Chesney or something like that this summer, and the, it's uh, it's canceled. It's not canceled. It's postponed. So you don't no. get your money back. Jeez, come on, postponed man. a win. Right. But, yeah. Right. So right. I, that feels more that this than we're going to have a spring football. It just seems uh, totally a little bizarre. Here's the argument for spring rapid testing. And again, I'm not a testing expert, but I play one on the podcast should be available within six months. Accurate rapid testing. You get rapid testing now like a spit test. You spit on a stick, positive, negative. So 
the GAs of America should be able to stand outside their facility and test guys every day for like a dollar a test, which is basically what you pay them for ankle tape, right? And so that is supposed to be a reality within six months. There's a chance that's a reality by October, but there's a good chance that's a reality, you know, if you're starting February 1st. And I think that's a game changer. I just think that is a, is a, is a safety measure is is an important variable that distinguishes the fall and the spring. Yeah, I, I mean, yes, you're right, Pete. There ain't no doubt about that. The question I have, and it's been raised several times to me, is if you play in the spring, can you have a full fall season in 2021? Or do you have to try to push back fall? And then are you going to compromise two seasons for the sake of a half-baked spring? You know, And, and that's a real I, question. That's a real yeah. question. And you know where the answer is going to lie, sadly? on TV and how bad they want the inventory. I really think yeah. that's going to be the guiding light here. We can, we, we have got enough of health and safety, the student athletes shoved down our throat. All right. They should <laughs> ban that phrase. All right. Like this is inventory 10 years ago when we had a miserable summer because of realignment, it was inventory. And right now college football needs inventory in the spring as opportunity for inventory, as opposed to zero inventory. If you can get dozens of games of inventory, the leagues are going to take them. And if the product is watered down, they don't really care if it's bad inventory. Well, and also, you know, the NBA and NHL playoffs are going on now, but who knows what, like, what's their season? Right. They're not going to just start back up. No. Um, you know, so like is there Christmas normally, at best, I would bet. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, and I mean, do they have to go back in a bubble? Are they? It's, mm, who knows? Nobody knows. Right. They're trying to get through this before they worry about, are you going to have, so the spring could be wide open. The fall will have football on Saturday. It's just going to be National Football League, even if uh, even if college football wipes out. You know, could you imagine if we had, you know, the three team, the three main leagues that are still going to play three power fives in the fall, the the Big Ten and Pac-12 crank it up in the spring. <laughs> we all come back. and yeah. This could be great. We could just be spreading it all out. Uh, maybe <laughs> this works to our advantage. I doubt it. Uh, I, I'm trying to think of the other stuff. Bowl games. Uh, so there are there are uh, room, I think, for 84 teams. There's 41 or there's 41 bowl games. Uh, so 82 teams. There are only 77 playing. <laughs> Bad news so, for some bowls out there. <laughs> good, good news for bowl bonuses. You literally can't. Why is yeah. Randy Edsel not getting back in this? <laughs> UConn. He wants to keep his. He wants to keep his, his uh, suspending the season bonus. It's easier. That is it. First to suspend but the season. The, bonus. Think of the bonuses, man. Think of the bonuses he uh, could be getting. Get a bowl bonus. Uh, literally, they had to take everyone. Not only that, they have five teams. They're just going to invent five teams. They're going to take that rogue Nebraska in their disguise. Uh, all right. Looks like the Big 12 is going to move their games to September 26th, which means the SEC, ACC, and uh, Big 12 will, are the new start date is now September 26th. Uh, and we have no idea what other leagues. I think these some of these smaller leagues go total bandit and start early. Suck, soak up the attention. I don't know. I don't know where we're at. This has been a uh, this is clearly one of the uh, most bizarre. Uh, days in college football history, and uh, we haven't talked about the half-naked guy that walked into the Urban Meyer live shot on. on uh, <laughs> oh, you know what? Yeah, what was that? What was your I boy actually, Urban I actually, doing? I actually have an explanation for that. If you really okay, want. I, yes. Can we please have is that? that? Is that his kid, just, Nate? It, it looked like he was on so, a boat I, or something. I, and oh, yeah. no, I want to explain it to <laughs> so, those that aren't up on it. There was a a, a naked guy in the mirror, <laughs> half-naked. Urban was trying to brush him aside. It looked very like something out of like Jerry Falwell's uh, Instagram line. <laughs> so this is this is this is what happened. I got that thing sent to me like eleven times today, uh, and, I, and, I, and I stopped and watched it. I was like, oh, that's kind of weird. So I thought initially he was in like a golf locker room, and then like had to tape it on his phone. I don't know. It looked like it was not a normal setting where he would uh, he he would tape something, and um, he said uh, he was fishing on Lake Erie. And he was in a cabin, and somebody walked in, and that's what happened. So he actually Who's found the somebody. It. We don't know who the somebody is. No, I didn't. Uh, I, I didn't <laughs> ask. Oh, he said uh, five, six friends of his that were in bathing suits fishing. So okay, all right, all right. yeah, that's 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 a very boring answer. And I was going to say, squashed, let's make up our own. Yeah, answer. I was going to say, I squashed <laughs> many potential good 
many potential yeah. good scenarios there by just giving the. Uh, I liked where Dan was headed with the Falwell Jr. Yeah, uh, I'm not buying there. it. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Bert Bielema. Wasn't, <laughs> wasn't even the worst performance by a retired coach describing the season, but somehow Lou Holtz got tracked out oh, to no. talk about something other than putting every school he ever worked on in probation. <laughs> And, and delivered this quote saying they should be playing football. I mean, I'm expecting Lou would be in favor of that. Of course. But of still, course. I mean, even the most hardcore we should be playing football guy has got to cringe a little of this one. Let's move on with our life. When they stormed Normandy, oh, yeah. <laughs> they knew there were there were going to be casualties. There were going to be risks. Oh. Lou Holtz. <laughs> I mean, I, I I'm fine with them playing football. I'm even kind of in favor of it here. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, you know, but maybe not Normandy, Lou. Here's the thing: what, was Bunker Hill was, taken from his historical? Yeah, too, how about this? Too soon. <laughs> Seventy-five years ago. Uh, was this like a radio show or something? You know? I, it was TV, some kind of okay. TV. Okay, well, every booking producer in America lose Lou Holtz's number, okay? All <laughs> he does is embarrass himself now. Get rid of him. Get him off the air. Everybody's air. Goodbye. He's of the generation of coaches that when you call, you know they're going to pick up because they don't know how to send their phone to voicemail. <laughs> so, like, when the phone rings, it's like a it's like a poltergeist. And the only way to stop the ring is to hit that. Now, I've never had that experience with Lou Holtz, but there's, like, there's like a half dozen that you call them, like, once a year septuagenarian coaches or whatever. And they always pick up. Always. <laughs> And since I've got to Yahoo, it's great because then you have to explain what Yahoo is. And so it's just like it's like perfect, you know, you work where now? What? Yeah. All right. They're still where asking you if you work at Syracuse uh, Daily Orange there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway. Um, yeah, they don't. They just don't want to have sports. Holt said there's no way this world you can do anything without a risk. People storm Normandy. Oh, that was a different quote. This is not his first Normandy reference, apparently. I don't know. We no, 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 no. Yahoo blogs all over this. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. That's, anyway, probation that, for Lou Holtz. About he right. put everything else on probation. Can he get a media probation? Lou, yeah. maybe just not. I don't know. Yeah. I guess there Trump are Trump name dropped Holtz on, uh, on his sports radio interview this morning. Called him his great friend. Uh, he, he name dropped Saban, Coach O, and Holtz. He said Coach O is out of central casting. They cast him in the movie. I was like, yeah. I, I mean, that's a good crew. If you're going to yeah. have friends. Yeah. yeah. Lou Holtz is probably a fun guy. I just, you know, mm. maybe not the risks. Uh, yes, most of you are going to die, but we are going to say we're going to liberate <laughs> yeah. Europe. There you go. <laughs> Lou Holtz did uh, give him credit. He was a funny guy back in the day. One, His best quote, I thought, was like he was had the Lou Holtz show on TV and he was at Arkansas and they had just gotten plastered by somebody. He <laughs> opens the show. Welcome to the Lou Holtz Show. Unfortunately, I'm Lou Holtz. <laughs> <laughs> and unfortunately, uh, this is the Yahoo Sports College Football Podcast, and uh, <laughs> and uh, we well, we still got football. So, you thank go. you to the 77 that are still sticking with us. Keep hope alive. I read that that Gipper the Gipper speech. Last the end of last podcast, and Sully played some nice Rudy music, and look what happened. We're not dead yet. We ain't dead yet. All right, subscribe, share, please. Tell your friends. Put us on social media. We need all the listeners we can get, because Lord knows what's coming next. We will talk to you soon. Could be an emergency. Could be next week. I don't know. Who knows what's happening? Talk to you later. I'm Mike Lizikoff, Chief Investigative Correspondent for Yahoo News. And I'm Dan Clydman, Editor-in-Chief of Yahoo News. We're the hosts of Skullduggery, a podcast that not only breaks down the news, but also breaks news. We deliver authoritative analysis while drawing intriguing historical parallels from our decades of covering D.C. scandals. With our current focus on the president and his administration's handling of the coronavirus, to the 2020 elections, we interview those helping to shape the stories. So subscribe to and download Skullduggery wherever you listen to your podcasts and be sure to follow us on social media at Skullduggery Pod.